All right, everybody, welcome back to another South Shore Yankee podcast. Uh, you're listening to the voices of Nick Jamonti and Richie Pagnato. What's up, everybody? How you doing? How's it going, everybody? If you are listening on Spotify today, go follow us on Instagram. And if you're watching on Instagram, then go follow us on Spotify. But, How you been, Nick? It's been a while since you know you and I were able to get together and do one of these. I know, I know. It's been a, it's been a, uh, quite a couple of weeks. Might even longer. Yeah, it's been a while. Been <laughs> busy. Uh, I feel like every every time you ask to do this, I'm working or now wedding planning or doing something. So I apologize, but I'm here, everybody. I'm still okay. around. That's okay. I'm still keeping a track on Instagram for all all our uh, around 200 followers. Nice, nice. I'm trying to, you know, keep up with Twitter, but it's difficult. So I'm sorry, everybody, for slacking, but I'm trying to stay up with it. Um, so, yeah, we're here. We we're ready here. to baseball, you know. So, Jesus yeah. And it's starting to get warmer and more baseball weather. It's beautiful out. And like I've been saying for months, once the weather gets better, so do the Yankees. So hopefully I'm right. And that starts to turn around. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, really quick, like I was saying last week on um, the podcast, I was mentioning, you know, like, the Yankees could be buyers or sellers. And, uh, you know, it was officially announced that day by Brian Cashman that the Yankees are going to go into the deadline as buyers. Uh, he said he's open to all, you know, discussions. So that means that there might be untouchables on the team that probably are moving towards being available uh maybe some that might not be like maybe cole is definitely off the table uh probably like judge torres things like that but like everyone prospects you know yeah it used to be you know davy garcia clark schmidt jason dominguez like guys like them like those they were untouchables now the only probably the only untouchable is jason dominguez that I personally love Debbie Garcia. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, I think he might be on the table. Uh, Clark Schmidt, uh, I think he got injured, but he might be back on the table. I think he's coming back. But I think they're more willing to move guys like them, Frazier and Duhar. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Torres is on the table right now. Well, it has um, to be a really good offer if it's Torres. Yeah. Like, it has but to I'm, be like, uh, I don't know, let's just say... Like it, Tre- it's gotta be, it's gotta be like Trevor Story and like yeah. a big pit, or like Charlie Blackman from like the like the Rockies. Yeah. It has to be yeah. like something big like that. Exactly. Um, so that'd be something like that, but who knows? I don't think Judge is going anywhere. Cole's not going anywhere. Stan, unfortunately, he's not going anywhere. Sanchez isn't good enough to go anywhere. Well, it's net a decent enough return. But I think it's more so about prospects. I don't think they're gonna take away anything from the core too much. I do think that they love Torres and believe in him that they're not going to try to move him. But if they're going to go after Trevor Story, maybe they flip him in a different deal. Maybe they try to get Max Scherzer for him or um, they do that deal with the Diamondbacks and maybe they throw him in. I don't know. It's, it's going to be a wild time. It, but it, I do it could help. also, I mean, if Torres is on the table, that's like the last on Yankees list. Like they're going to push, like if they're trying to make a Everyone big deal with a the team, they're going to be like, I will give you these two more prospects. And if they're like, that's not good enough, it's going to go down to line where it's like, well, who do you really want? And they're going to say, we want Gleyber Torres. And that's brought, they're going to have to make the uh, decision 
is this trade beneficial for us for not just this year, but for years to come? Or is, is this not worth it? It's going to be so difficult. Cashman, he's been in love with Torres since the draft. That he wanted to draft Torres, he couldn't. And he worked like a dog for years to get him, and he got him in the Chapman trade, and he was thrilled. And they couldn't have been any happier. And like his two years ago, he was a stud, thirty-four home runs, freaking about like two seventy something. Dude was killing it. And now you know he's still he's hitting, but he's not producing any power as much as he used to. So it's just I don't know what's happening with him. You know he can't play short. It's just, you know, weird. But uh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna make some big moves. I, I really think that they're really in play for Story and Scherzer. That the pitching, besides Cole, it's gone downhill ever since um, Kluber got hurt. And that Severino's dealing with an injury. He's, not come, he's probably not coming back this year. Um, Tyon's trash. Montgomery, I love him, but he's so up and down in... Domingo Herman. He's just average. He's average, you know. He has games where he's lights out, and then games where he gives three, four runs in the first two innings. So they're definitely going to be looking at Scherzer. Um, They're probably, I I wouldn't be surprised if they make that trade for Marte. Yeah. uh, Really push to get him, especially now that Hicks is out for the year. Well, Kel Marte could play either short or center field. Yeah. I I think that they probably keep center field. Yeah. Because they don't have a, a, a true center fielder right now. I mean, yeah. they're putting Judge in center. They wrote different uh, Gardner back out there. It's just weird. I, I, I could see them making a really big splash at the deadline. And I talked about this last week too. If, if Steinbrenner gives Cashman the deal or the okay to go way over the luxury tax, then Cashman is just going to go out there and just start calling teams up and saying, take these four players and give us Scherzer. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I mean, he he even said too. He said uh, they're prepared if it's the right decision to go over the luxury tax as long as it's approved by ownership. Yeah, and, and it's like any sense like they're so cheap now. Like they make so, much so money cheap. Back. It's disgusting. It's it's. And I will say, I, I will say that due to COVID and the downturn in fans, and they they took a hit the last year and a half, but they're the Steinbrenners, and they have. So Stupid money that they don't even know what to do with. They can they can go over the luxury tax for two or two to five years and get over it. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. We're about twenty something games away from the All Star break, and he said apparently he's been in contact with a bunch of teams discussing possibilities. And who knows? Honestly, the way GMs work right now, he could have like three trades lined up with teams and they're just waiting for the window to open just to do it. Oh yeah. Scherzer, like as they, I wouldn't be surprised if they've had preliminary talks and that's something like brewing for uh, Scherzer. But for some reason, the nationals are they're like not looking to sell right now. Like they're fourth in the division. And they're like, Oh no, we can still make well, a comeback. They said if things get worse by deadline, then, then they, they're going to, then they're yeah. going to sell. They're going to make some moves, but it's like bizarre that they're not like, I mean, they're considering it, but they're just like sitting on it, which is annoying. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a very interesting trade deadline. I think the Yankees are going to go and make a bunch of moves like between now and the deadline that 
I can very much see them going after both at Scherzer and Story. Wouldn't be surprised if they go after um, Marte. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to the Marlins and try to trade with them. They got a couple of young guys uh, hitting pretty well. But let me, let me ask you, Nick, what do you think is the biggest problem for the Yankees this year? Is it the hitting or the pitching? Because both of them are very inconsistent. At first, it was the hitting, and now it's it's both. Yeah. It's just, it's just our starting pitching is Cole, then Chapman. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And uh, Loisica's been pretty good for us. I, I think it's our starting pitching is honestly could be like at par or maybe just a little worse than it was in last year's rotation when we had Cole, Tanaka, um, Hap, Paxson. Yeah. I think it's it was supposed to be better than that, and I think it's around the same. So if Cashman gets the okay. I think he's going to do whatever he can to get Max Scherzer or get a big-name pitcher from somewhere else, too. I do think that they are going to make a big splash. I don't think it's going to be a one-and-done thing. Uh, I think they're going to fix the hole in center field. They're going to go after starting pitching. And if they can get him for the right price, they'll get a shortstop. Yeah, I and think that, so. And then they're going, to call, they're going to call it the deadline and trust the process is what the Yankees always call it. Yeah. They're not going to move if, Sanchez now because he's actually doing great. <laughs> what did I tell you? I, we talked about it, like, and probably might have been the last time we actually did this together, but that's the thing about this team. Like, I love Sanchez. I love Judge. I love Stanton. But the three of them are our best power hitters, and they're so damn streaky. You know, um, I would love for Gary to keep this up, but we, we know it's probably not going to. But, I mean, I will say, over the last 10 games, like, that's good. Like, that's not, like, a five-game tear. Like, he's going, like, five to 12, uh, 10 to 12 games right now where he's, like, batting really well, fielding pretty well, calling good games, and just coming up clutch. Like, last night, he came in, uh, what was it, 2-1 game, down, pinch hit, two-run home run. Yeah. Beautiful. Thing yeah. of beauty. And then the, he's selling that call on that foul tip last night. That was amazing because that was not the, a the foul Blue Jays tip. got screwed yeah. twice in that inning. I'm pretty they sure really Guerrero was safe. And was safe. I'm pretty sure he was safe, and that call was safe foul and was, was no foul tip. It was, it was a mess. It was insane. But, yes, but Sanchez, if he keeps it up, he'll probably stay on the team unless he starts playing shitty again, and maybe at the end of the year. They'll decide that. I, just, I, I said it before. I said yeah, I don't think any team's taking him at the deadline because no team is going to look at a guy who's hitting two twenty, who can't play, who can't defend well, and can maybe hit you a home run. That's not the missing piece for um, a team like the Padres that need like one more piece to push him over the top. He's not it. Um, and then also, the Yankees aren't going to trade him to another contender. So I think if he gets moved, it's going to be in the off season. Or they're just going to let his contract expire in a year or two and just say, all right, we tried to make it work. We gave you as long as we could, and it just didn't go that well. So see you later. But yeah. I think he gets moved in the offseason if he gets moved. They have no catching depth. There's no catcher on the market. There's no upcoming free agent catcher class that's good. I think we're still, he's going to be around for a while. But if he can keep 
playing like he's playing now and hit a respectable 250 and put up 25 to 30 home runs, I'm really happy with that. Yeah. Like, I think that's a really good year for him. Um, but also, what's going on just in the state of baseball? Everybody's cheating and nobody cares yes. about it. Yeah. Uh, do, do you have that guy's name? Yeah. So, yeah. So this guy, Ryan Spader, who's um, at on Twitter is the ace of Spader. He's a baseball analysis for those out there who don't know him. Yeah. Uh, MLB analyst. He doesn't stay for pretty well. But he's in D.C. Um, he tweeted a bombshell yesterday. Um, unfortunately, he deleted the tweet, and I didn't save it, and I don't think Nick did, but he went to list and about... Nobody's been talking about it ever since. And he went and he listed about seven or eight teams or players that have been cheating in the last six years, saying that back in 2015 when the Royals won their World Series, they had this elaborate... Um, system set up similar to the Astros where they had an analytical computer with all that information right next to the dugout. Um, and then apparently somebody texted him and said, no, that wasn't just the, uh, the Royals. Then it was everybody. He came out, basically said that the Astros sign stealing scandal came from Carlos Beltran from his time with the Rangers and the Yankees, um, that the Yankees had a guy in the outfield who would, um, pick up on the yeah, grips. Let, they, he said they had uh, cameras and center left field and right field, and they were facing the pitcher's hand. Yeah. They would pick up on the grip of the pitch and they would relay it to the team. And then he showed the splits for judge at home and on the road that year. And he hit like 30 plus home runs at home. He was batting like 320. And then on the road, he was batting like 225, 225 to 250 with like 15 to 17 home runs. Um, like just drastic swings like that. And there were a couple other teams, a couple other things in general that were basically like that. And this is all coming on the heels of the spider tack and who's doing what with um, pitching. And almost every pitcher is coming out. Well, I shouldn't say every, but Cole basically admitted to it. Um, the guy on the Rays and I think a guy on the Diamondbacks all basically came out and said, you can't just take this away from us. And we've been using it for years and years and years, and we can't grip the ball the right way. I mean, you go back to the 70s, I forget who, I don't remember if it was Gidry or Whitey Ford. My cousin was telling me about it. He used to take his wedding ring and he would carve it into the baseball so that he would get a better grip. Hmm. Players would leave their nails a little bit longer, just dig into it a little bit more to get more of a grip. That this is, like, the grip with the ball has been going on for years and years and years and years. And no one's done anything about it. And now you got guys like, Cole, Scherzer, Verlander, Granke, um, Bauer, Bauer, uh, Kershaw, Glasnow, Glasnow, Strasburg, all these pitchers coming in there, freaking making batters look silly. Well, there's and a now- bunch. There's a bunch of uh, those pitchers now that are starting to come out and say how they're against the whole uh, rule by MLB now, which is like, all right, all these players who are coming out talking about it clearly have been using something. Yep. Because like oh I I don't get a, a good grip now and stuff and there's a new rule that at night you are not allowed to wear sunscreen or even I don't even think you're allowed to wear sunscreen in general because Bauer was saying you can mix sunscreen in the rosin bag and it becomes a sticky substance which honestly if it's helping them with a better grip who cares if I think honestly if they didn't dejuice the baseball batters wouldn't say anything that last. 
two to four or five years, ball's been flying out of the park. You didn't hear anybody say nothing. Nope. Occasionally, the one guy would get caught with too much on his hat, and then his hands are just brown from all the from the um, from pine tar. Like you occasionally get that here and there, but nobody cared about it. And now people's averages are dropping. They're losing out on possible big money contracts because of that. Home runs are down. Fan attendance is down, but that's because of COVID. But all this stuff is starting to add up. And now the batters are pissed off. And they're like, okay, well, if that's what it is, we're going to call you out so that you look bad, not just us. And now we're all screwed. And this goes back. This is Josh Johnson's fault. Yeah, He came out and wrote a book about it. Because a man can't hit shit. That's why. And did you see when he played Cole last week that he wore um, extra padding on his ribs? Oh, did he? Yeah, he was wearing um, a flak jacket around his um, his uh, torso so that he, if Cole came in and just drilled him, he'd be okay with it. <laughs> he knew he knew what he did was wrong, and now he and he was ready to pay the price. But it was it's so stupid. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's all his cheating allegations the past couple of years, and I even said if you were original. South Joe Yankees podcast listener out there who listened to us last summer. Uh, we did talk about like the Yankees secret letter. And I did mention to you and I said, I would not be surprised if one day something comes out about them. And you're like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Like, no, I have a feeling that the Yankees did something. And like I, I said, like I said to you earlier, that it makes sense. It isn't just the Yankees. The Red Sox did it's, it. Oh, it's everyone now. Everyone's it's, doing it. League and this was my biggest fear when replays started to become a thing that every team's going to have access to it. This isn't like football or basketball where you're going to do a replay and it's not going to change something or do whatever it is. You now have cameras focusing in on all these different areas of the field more so than before. And hell, if you're watching, yes. You see all the time when they zoom in on a, a pitcher's hand to see the grip he's using. Yeah. What's now stopping a team that now has this instant replay booth right next to the dugout um, that they can just go and look at what's happening? Nothing was going to stop that. And you could just tell one guy, focus on this, focus on that. And that's what these teams did. Boston, um, Yankees, um, probably the Dodgers, the Astros, but all these teams, they were doing it. The Royals, like all of them. And... Now here we are. Everyone's angry. Everyone's yelling. Nothing good is happening. The only good thing in the game right now is Acuna, uh, Vlad Jr., and um, what the hell? Um, why can't I remember his name right now? Oh my god, who's the other young guy who's like raking right now? Acuna, Vlad, T- Tatis. And- Tatis, thank you. The three of them, they're killing it, and, and so are the four of them. They're so much fun. They're making the game fun again. Um, but here we, here we are. Everyone's angry. No one's happy. The Yankees are playing like garbage. Now, they were talking on, um, what is it, Evan and Carton, or Carton and Evan, whatever the show's called now, that for the Yankees to get to the playoffs they're probably in the from the division or even the wild card, they're probably going to need about 95 or so wins. So there's about 90 games left for the season. They have to go 30 games above 500 for the rest of the year to hit that number. Now, after watching them play a month ago, when their pitching was on fire, their batting was average, yeah, you could definitely see them going 30 games above 500. But now, 
I don't know. Hopefully they make some good moves at the deadline. Get some, you know, just stock up on like a couple decent starting pitchers. Maybe just one solid guy. If it's not Scherzer, just somebody who can keep us a, a 3.5 ERA. That's it. Yeah. Eat some eat some innings. Speaking of uh, speaking of trades, uh, Yankees decided to uh, trade Mike Ford today to the Rays for cash considerations, and or a uh, uh, a player to be named later. But my whole thing is, why are you trading with the rivals who are in first place right now? Because you gave him away for nothing, and he sucks. Yeah, I know. But watch, he's going to start breaking next time. He's going to start hitting like forty plus home runs. Yeah, he he was always a power hitter, but dude just can't do anything. He's just like I look at him and I just see a sad punching bag. Like uh, from like the the punching bag from um Captain America when uh, he just yeah, yeah. The thing. That's what I see when I see Mike Ford. So uh what we can what we have going into the season right now, right? What we have we have uh, two first basemen, actually three first basemen, which I'm sure when Void comes back, because apparently he's supposed to come back on Tuesday, I guarantee yeah. they might send Giddens back down, which yeah. kind of sucks because I know he's not doing well, but I do like him. Uh, yeah, too, but he's got one hit. <laughs> well, he, no, he has a couple. He had uh, his first home run the other day. Right, he's got what, three hits now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, obviously he's not like jumping out of the water for us. So when Void comes back next week, uh, he's going to go back to playing first. Odor's definitely getting shoved back onto the bench. Uh, DJ's going back to second. And Torres, you know, be a short, Giro at third. But then you still have the hole in the outfield of what do we do when the deadline comes around. So probably Kettle Marte is going to come to the Yankees, play center field for us. Would not doubt it. Uh, what do you feel about... Um... Joey Gallo, I think you know, he would be great because he's a lefty, but he strikes out a lot. He's see, I like it because he's a good fielder. He's a power hitter, but he bats two twenty. You know he's gonna get ripped apart in New York. I, it's, it's like I don't know why we traded for Rune Odor. He's trash. He's another guy who's just power hitter. You get Gallo, who okay, if you have Gallo, Judge, and I have no idea who you're gonna put in center. Then if you have those two men in the outfield, no one's gonna run on you. No one can run on Judge to begin with. Gallo's like the fifth or sixth best like uh, defensive outfielder when it comes to his arm. But, you know, they, they need a center fielder. Yeah, and, uh, I did see that um, on Talking Yanks today that John Carlston is uh, getting his body prepared to play left field again because he doesn't want to sit out any more National League series. Good. So that's good. That's good to know that he can go back out there. So... Uh, before we end the show, I just want to say predictions of who I think is on the trading block. Uh, I'm going to say Frazier and Duhar. Uh, if they're going after a lot of pitching, Tyone might be on there. Uh, might might be unlikely, but Tyone, uh, Luis Giles, Davey Garcia, and... If they're really pushing hard for a shortstop, uh, probably backup plan might be Glaber Torres. Like last, like last thing that they will like butt John will probably be Torres. I kind of agree. Um, I think definitely Frazier and Duhar. Um, 
probably Debbie Garcia, Clark Schmidt, Lou, uh, yeah, Luis Clark Schmidt. Schmidt. Um, I think the only untouchables really are um, Dominguez, Cole, and Judge. I and, don't think so. I don't think they they would trade DJ away either. Yeah, no, I don't think they'll trade him. But um, Stanton, no one's going to trade for him. No one's going to trade for Sanchez. Well, they can't trade for him. He doesn't have a he has a no trade clause on him. He would have to approve first where he, he would want to go. Yeah. Um, no one's going to trade for Sanchez. I mean, honestly, Gio's probably on the block. Like, If we're, if they're going to make a move for Trevor Story, the whole infield's going to get shifted. You're going to throw DJ at third, uh, Torres at second, Story at short. D, uh, Gio's the odd man out. He's too good to just be um, a backup player again. Yeah, unless probably... if, like we, we talked about this before, they could flip-flop and trade Voight. Or they could flip flop and trade Urshela. Yeah, I would prefer them to trade Voight just because it makes the it makes everything easier. The Yankees have a stupid amount of first base. Yeah, they uh, can with. Voight and, brings a, a lot of character to the team, and he does like he does have pop. But he's a terrible defensively third base, uh, first baseman. If we threw uh, DJ over there, we would be very comfortable at first base. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. He's a fun player for the team who brings a lot of spirit and energy, similar to like what Nick Swisher and AJ Burnett did about ten years ago. And I just feel like that there's nothing there anymore. You know, four years ago, three years ago, when when Judge and Torres came around, they were young, they were happy, they were like, "Let's do this, let's have fun." And now it's just like we're here, another day at work. I don't know. They, they need to get somebody young and yeah. fun to clean up everything. The, Whether, the, only, the only other thing I could think of is. If if they're revamping uh John Carl Stan to be an outfielder again, what they could do is they might they might subliminally kind of be telling us how the trade deadline's gonna go. So you could have Judge and Wright stand and be your everyday left fielder again, go out get a center fielder, you trade Frazier and Anduhar away to grab Story. Story goes to set uh shortstop. Geo stays at third, DJ at first, Glaber at second, and then Luke Voigt, since he's coming off of knee surgery, could be your everyday uh, everyday DH. I don't hate it. I just don't know if that's what they're going to do. I think that they're very scared with Stanton. They don't want to overwork him. That he, I think he's going to be like a primary American League DH, and when they do play the National League Series, he will play left field just because he's a more consistent hitter than Andujar and Frazier combined. Yeah. But him being the everyday left fielder, I think, is out of the question just because his body cannot stand a 162-game season. Even if they go to the playoffs, a 200-game season. His body just can't do it. Yeah, it was a so, long shot, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. They need to get the sweep tonight. Uh, they're slowly, but it's going to take a while, slowly inching their way back up in the AL East. Uh, they went from nine games the other day down to seven. Uh, mm-hmm. I was hoping Boston would have lost last night because that would have brought them down to 6.5 games or six. I think it's like that. It's something, yeah. But uh, hopefully with Glash now out from Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay starts losing. Uh, they've already lost two in a row. So we just need to keep just playing small ball and winning, getting some clutch homers. Our pitching needs to hold it down. We, John Boy was saying the other day on, because I was listening to his Talking Yanks podcast, he was saying 
They have like 20-something games till the All-Star break. These games are going to really matter. Yeah. But, uh, yep, that's... Yeah, this is, this that's is the hardest season, June through August. This is when all the games really start to matter. Like, every game is more important than the next. Until, until you get to September, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, I say, I say it all the time. You know, the Yankees, they always start out slow. And then come July and August, they're a different team or they're a different breed. And they go nuts. And not for nothing. Stanton is at his best from end of July until middle of September. Yeah. Judge, he's another guy who's good most of July and August. Um, I think the two of those, that of them getting together and getting back on track is key for the team. And we'll see what happens. You know, I, I they're going to make some major moves, and I can't wait to see what they are. Um, and I'm very intrigued to see what they are. Yeah. All right. Bye, man. That's it for tonight, then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to do more live streams. I had my friend guest star the other day. Yeah, it was um, great. We're going to do more of that, get more people on here. And uh, like I said in the beginning, if you're listening on Spotify, please follow us on Instagram. And if you're watching on Instagram, also follow us on Instagram, but also follow us on Spotify. Yeah, guys. Make sure you do that. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us, you know, when we go to the grocery store. Whatever you want to do, we're around. We got to get groceries, too. But, yeah, so here's hoping the season, this is the turnaround we've been waiting for. And we go 60 and 30 to finish the year. All right, everyone, we will see you later. Have an amazing weekend. And uh, just relax when you drink some beers. If you don't drink beer, then uh, drink whatever the hell you drink. All right, we'll see you guys. Peace.